The following is a presentation of Tomorrow's World. And greetings, friends. Welcome to Tomorrow's World, where you will get precious information and insights nowhere else available. My friends, how can you really get answers to your prayers? All who believe in God really need genuine answers to their prayers, for this world is coming apart. We're having troubles all over the world, and they're going to get worse. Your Bible indicates that clearly. The massive ongoing financial crisis now underway will change your entire life. Things will not be the same in the United States and Britain and Canada, and you need to understand that. God is real, and he is intervening, and he's beginning to punish our people for their sins. And you will need God's help through these times ahead. Picture the stock and commodity markets around the world. Absolute chaos. Picture the starvation in Africa and elsewhere. Picture the terrible disease epidemics that are soon coming. We all truly need God at this time, especially at this time in human history. And if you believe in God, you will need to know how to get real answers to your prayers. For God is real and genuine answers can be gained from that real God, the God of power. El Shaddai, God Almighty, as one who has faithfully served God, not perfectly, but with all my heart, for nearly 60 years, I will now give you four vital keys to answered prayer. So listen, you and your family will need these keys in the months and years just ahead. Stay tuned. Again, my friends, I will now give you four keys to answered prayer. You will definitely need to use this information in the years just ahead. What are these keys to really answered prayer? Number one, write this down. Check up on me. Prove these things. Pray in awe to the true God. Most people don't really know the true God in this world today. The true God is the creator and the ruler of the entire universe. He's not some generalized force for good out there somewhere. The real God is going to begin to intervene and shake the nations of this world so people will begin to understand who the true God is, the God of power, the God who controls the rise and fall of nations, the destiny of the world. Notice how Christians and the true servants of God down through the ages approach God for answered prayer. Turn back to the book of Acts now. In your Bible, turn with me. It'd be exciting and helpful if you get it right from the Bible. Acts chapter 4, verse 23, it describes the Christians coming together just after Peter and John were taken in and threatened for preaching the name of Jesus Christ. And it says in verse 23 of Acts 4, And being let go, they went to their own companions and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said to them. So when they had heard that, they raised their voice to God with one accord and said, Lord, you are God who made heaven and earth and the sea and all that is in them, who have said by the mouth of your servant David, 
Why did the people rage and the people's plot vain things and the kings of the earth took their stand and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his Christ? For truly against your holy servant, Jesus, whom you anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate with the Gentiles and the people of Israel were gathered together to do whatever your hand and your purpose determined before to be done. Now, Lord, look on their threats and grant to your servants that with all boldness they may speak your word by stretching out your hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus, And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they spoke the word of God with boldness. God intervened right then and heard their prayer. He didn't always do that, but there are certain times in history as he was starting a new work or starting a new era, he answered even more powerfully, and we're coming to the end of the age now where God is going to begin to do that even more in the years just ahead. You will see You and I need to have the same sense of awe and worship toward the creator, the government of the nations, as we approach the real God. Think about it. That's the way we should think about God as we pray and get down on our knees before the governor of the universe. Notice now, back in the book of Daniel, if you turn back to the book of Daniel, one of the greatest servants of God of all times. Daniel chapter 9 He had been meditating about how the prophecies had indicated that Jerusalem would be under siege, would be cut off for about, desolate for about 40 years or 70 years. He said, then in verse 3, I set my face toward the Lord God to make requests by prayer and supplications with fasting, sackcloth, and ashes. Here's how Daniel prayed. He humbled himself greatly. And I prayed to the Lord my God and made confession and said, O Lord, great and awesome God who keeps his covenant and mercy with those who love him and with those who keep his commandments, we have sinned and committed iniquity. We have done wickedly and rebelled even by departing from your judgments. Neither have we heeded your servants, the prophets. So begin to repent before God and ask him for help and for mercy. He says over in verse 11, Yes, all Israel has transgressed your law and has departed so as not to obey your voice. Therefore, the curse and the oath written in the law of Moses has come upon us. He went on to pray. And so then he turned over to verse verse 19. O Lord, hear. O Lord, forgive. O Lord, listen and act. Do not delay For your own sake, my God, and for your city and your people who are called by your name. And then we find an angel coming. He knew that God was intervening or would intervene for his people, for the city of Jerusalem, because they were still God's people and so on. He prayed to the creator God, the overseer of world events, a God of total power. Now let's turn to what is called the Lord's Prayer. This is not the only prayer of Jesus in the Bible, but has been dubbed the Lord's Prayer. Turn to Matthew chapter 6, my friends. Matthew chapter 6, beginning verse 5. Jesus said, When you pray, you shall not be like the hypocrites, for they left to pray standing in the synagogues and on the corners of the streets, that they may be seen by men. They were trying to impress men. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. But when you pray... Go into your room, and when you shut the door, pray to your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. But do not use vain repetitions. Is God impressed with that? Of course not. 
God is our Father. He wants us to talk to Him as a person. He wants to know what's in our heart, and we establish a relationship with Him in that way. So He said, in this manner, therefore pray. Verse 9, our Father. Now that's how you start off. Not my Father. I'm better than anyone else. Who is the Father of all humanity by virtue of creation. He's a spiritual father of true Christians, but he's our father, and he's not on earth. We don't get smart aleck with God. We must not be casual. We're talking before the great creator, our father in heaven. Hallowed be your name. The name means everything that represents God, his character, his personality, his power. Hallowed be your name, everything God stands for. Your kingdom come. Most people don't know what that means. Your kingdom come. A government of God is going to come to this earth and Jesus will soon be here as King of kings and Lord of lords. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So we're to ask for God's will to be done. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Forgive others and ask God's help in that. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one because there is a real Satan. We're to pray God's protection from him, but deliver us from him, for yours is the kingdom. God has the government over everything. Yours is the power. Yours is the glory forever. Amen. You start out by honoring God, hallowing God's name, and you end up by honoring God's name and hallowing him and asking for his kingdom to come. My friends, picture pagan priests turning prayer wheels and repeating the same words over and over and over. God does not want this kind of empty prayer, for God is our Father, and we need to talk to Him as a Father and pour out our hearts to Him. What if my little child kept asking over and over, Daddy, I want a bicycle, Daddy, I want a bicycle, and so on. Do you get the point? The true God does not want us to talk like that. He wants to talk to him, us to talk to him from our hearts. So let's review the Lord's Prayer, my friends, and use this prayer as a pattern, but do not vainly repeat even this prayer over and over. The second great key to answered prayer is to obey God and ask in faith as you pray. Think, if you were the king of the universe, would you intervene to bless and deliver people who refuse to obey your commands and follow what you have instructed them to do? People who did not really trust you in the first place, would you? I don't think you would. Well, neither does God. Notice what his inspired word tells us. Turn back to First John, not the gospel, but near the end of your New Testament, the first epistle of John, First John chapter 3 and verse 22. Here's what the beloved apostle John wrote, inspired by God. First John 3 verse 22, he said this, Whatever we ask, obviously in prayer, we receive from him. Why? Because we keep his commandments. God gave ten commandments. We're heard because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. So if we obey God, he will bless us. Turn on over to chapter 5, verse 2. By this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and keep his commandments. For this is the love of God. A lot of people say, oh, just love God. Okay, what is the love of God? This is the love of God that we keep his commandments and his commandments are not burdensome. 
And so if we prove ourselves unwilling to obey God, we cannot have the faith and the confidence that he's going to answer our prayers. For guilt is a great destroyer of faith. Turn out of Romans, if you would. Romans chapter 14, verse 23. He who doubts is condemned if he eats because he does not eat from faith. For whatever is not from faith is sin. Faithlessness equals sin. You don't really trust in God. So ask God for his spirit and his help to obey him and then put your trust in him. Ask him for faith to believe what God says, that he will do what he said he will do. And that's what we've all got to do. And now, my friends, at this point, I want to offer you a truly inspiring and eye-opening booklet on this very topic is entitled 12 Keys to Answered Prayer. This booklet will be sent to you absolutely free upon your request, and it will explain the truth about answered prayer more thoroughly than I can do on this brief program. So pick up the phone and call us right now. Just ask for the inspiring booklet on prayer or contact us on the Internet at tomorrowsworld.org. This inspiring booklet will give you genuine help in understanding how to pray and how to get real answers. So call or contact us today before you forget it. To receive this program's offer absolutely free, or if you would like more information, visit our website online at tomorrowsworld.org. Once again, that's tomorrowsworld.org. Or you can write us at the address shown. With this offer, you will also receive your free subscription to Tomorrow's World magazine, full of timely articles and unique insights on today's important issues. Tomorrow's World magazine keeps you up to date with world trends, Bible prophecy, and the very meaning of life itself. Tomorrow's World. Call now. Now back to our topic on answered prayer. My friends, the third key, this is key number three to answered prayer, is to ask according to God's will and in Jesus' name. And frankly, they're both the same thing anyway. Notice Jesus' own instruction on this. Turn in your Bible to John chapter 16. John, the Gospel of John chapter 16 and verse 23. Jesus said, And in that day you will ask me nothing. You see, when Christ was resurrected, most assuredly I say to you, whatever you ask the Father, the Father you pray to, in my name, which means in God's authority, in Christ's authority, asking within his will, his character, which is what the word name means in the Greek language. Whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. Until now you've asked nothing in my name. Ask and you will receive that your joy may be full. So the Greek authorities acknowledge that the name, the person's name, includes his will, his character, his personality, and everything he stands for. So we're commanded to pray in Christ's name, meaning within his will and his revealed purpose. Therefore, my friends, we must not imagine what we think God's will is, for it is revealed in his inspired word. We're not supposed to imagine. I think God wants this, and that's where people get off the track. 
you've got to study the Bible and prove to yourself what God's will really is and then ask according to that will. Turn back to 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. Here's what God tells us. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God. That word inspiration means God breathed. God breathed it right out. It comes from Him. And it's profitable for doctrine. Don't get your ideas from ancient pagan practices, but from the doctrine from the Bible. For doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction and righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. The Bible teaches us what we need. We don't need other books written by men. We don't need to follow what the ancient church fathers said. We need to follow what this book says because God inspired this book. The Bible reveals to us the mind of God when you understand it. So learn to genuinely study your Bible. Really, my friends, please do that for your good, not my good. Study, really study this book and ask according to what God himself promises and teaches us in his inspired word that is his will. Again, my friends, I want to offer you a truly inspiring and eye-opening booklet on this very topic. It is entitled, Twelve Keys to Answered Prayer. This booklet is very powerful. It's very helpful. Twelve Keys to Answered Prayer. This booklet will be sent to you absolutely free upon your request. And it will explain the truth about answered prayer much more thoroughly than I could do on this brief program. So pick up the phone and call us right now. Ask for the inspiring booklet on prayer, on answered prayer. That's all you need. To receive this program's offer absolutely free, or if you would like more information, visit our website online at tomorrowsworld.org. Once again, that's tomorrowsworld.org. Or you can write us at the address shown. With this offer, you will also receive your free subscription to Tomorrow's World magazine, full of timely articles and unique insights on today's important issues. Tomorrow's World magazine keeps you up to date with world trends, Bible prophecy, and the very meaning of life itself. Tomorrow's World. Call now. Now back to our topic, my friends, Answered Prayer. The fourth key, key number four to answered prayer, is to pray to God with all your heart. Most people don't do that today, frankly. Some just get emotional, like in a football game and all that, but they may not truly understand and talk to God from their heart. And most people in mainstream churches and mainstream just events and so forth, they just have rote prayers and kind of diplomatic prayers, political prayers, and their heart is not in their prayers And we need to understand that. God does not want that kind of prayer. And you've got to understand that for your good. Turn to the book of Jeremiah, chapter 29, beginning in verse 10. Here the Jews were in slavery for 70 years and was about to end. Babylonian captivity. For thus says the Eternal, after 70 years are completed at Babylon, I will visit you and perform my good word toward you and cause you to return to this place. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Eternal, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. 
Then you will call upon me and go and pray to me and I will listen to you and you will seek me and you will find me when, when you search for me with all your heart. I will be found by you, says the Eternal, and I will bring you back from your captivity and I will gather you from all the nations and all the places where I have driven you, says the Eternal, and I will bring you to the place from which I cause you to go be carried away captive. If they prayed to him with all their heart, that's the thing we do need to understand. We've got to learn to talk to God from the heart to say, Father in heaven, we need your help. Please intervene, guide us, show us the truth, help us to understand this book, help us to know your will, and help us to have the understanding and the faith and the courage to do your will, to honor you in our lives. My friends, events are speeding up. Prophetic events that Jesus talked about are speeding up. Picture the recent hurricane and the flooding in Haiti, the terrible outbreak of cholera and other diseases. My friends, this is just a tiny foretaste of what Jesus Christ describes in Matthew 24 and elsewhere as coming on much of this entire world. It's supposed to come at the time of the end. Scripture after scripture tells us that. Such awful tragedies should stir us to cry out to God for his help, for his mercy, for his divine intervention. Father, help us. Help us to understand. Help us to repent. Help us to change. Wake us up. Deliver us and deliver our families, our little children. Learn to talk to God like that, my friends, from your heart. Your Bible continually reveals that God is not normally moved by casual, sleepy time prayers. Learn to put your entire being in your prayers as you talk to the great governor of the universe. Think about it. Talk to him in that way as God's true servants did in time past. Notice the warning that God gave, frankly, to our people when you understand it back in the book of Hosea. Turn to Hosea chapter 7. Hosea chapter 7, beginning in verse 13. He's talking, as you see, back in verse 11 and back in uh, verse 8 to Ephraim and to Israel. And the final descendants of that people, those people are right here in America and they're British descended peoples of America and the, and the United Kingdom. Think about that. We are those people. But frankly, he just, this means anybody. He says, woe to them in verse 13, for they have fled from me. Our people have turned away from God. Destruction to them because they have transgressed against me. Though I've redeemed them, yet they have spoken lies against me. They do not cry out to me with their heart when they wailed upon their beds. The Moffat translation, the James Moffat translation that used to be more famous than it is now. But he says, my people do not put their hearts in their prayers. That's what it's talking about. People don't put their hearts in their prayers. Many people have a former religion, but they deny the real power of that religion, the power of the great God of the universe. They don't understand they're before the creator and governor of the universe as they pray, and they need to cry out to them with their whole being. That's what God wants us to do. And we've got to learn to do that, my friends. Remember when Jesus Christ prayed on that last night before he died, it says he sweat blood. Great drops of sweat came down on him like blood. And apparently blood got into the, uh, into the, into the sweat and the perspiration. And actually it looked like blood. He cried out to God with his being. And back in Hebrews chapter 5, it describes that in a general way, not just that last night, but notice in Hebrews chapter 5, and right here turn to verse 6, the inspired writer of Hebrews tells us 
about Christ. Verse 6, as he also says in another place, you are a priest forever according to the order of Melchizedek, who in the days of his flesh, when he had offered up prayers and supplications with vehement cries and tears to him who was able to save him from death and was heard because of his godly fear. Though he was a son, yet he learned obedience by the things which he suffered. And having been perfected, he became the author of eternal salvation to all who obey him. How about you? How real is God to you? Do you really study this book as a revelation from the creator of the heavens and the earth? Do you read over the prayers of David throughout the book of Psalms? Do you read through this prayer of Daniel and Daniel 9 and other prayers from the great servants of God? Look up back at Deuteronomy chapter 9, how Moses cried out to God and he prostrated himself before God and he kept prostrating himself before God, begging God to have mercy on Israel. The great servants of God have prayed for their being. If you learn to seek God with all your heart and all your strength and all your mind, you will get answers. But you've got to be willing to do what God says. My friends, we need to learn, truly, genuinely seek the true God through earnest Bible study, through meditation, through heartfelt prayer, as I've described in this telecast. Study this book. Drink in of it. Feed on Christ. Read this book. It will give you faith that will help you know how to pray. And as the prophesied end-time events come crashing down upon us, we need to realize more fully how much we truly need God And so cry out to God, study the Bible, meditate on these words, and pray to God with all your heart and all your strength and all your mind. Don't pray half-heartedly. Put your being into seeking your Creator. We're at the end of an age. You need God. I need God. We had better decide what really is important. And as prophetic events come crashing down, it will help us really understand that. So call or contact us right now to request your free copy of this vital booklet. This is a special booklet. You'll see that as you read it. Twelve Keys to Answered Prayer. It really spells out in detail how to pray and how to get real answers to your prayers. This booklet is powerful. It gives you the whole story, probably better than anything you have ever read. It will be sent absolutely free upon your request. So call or contact us now before you forget it. Just ask for the booklet on prayer. Ask for this booklet on prayer. Twelve keys to answered prayer. Call now. And you can also order this booklet on our website at tomorrowsworld.org. Remember, the booklet is free, absolutely free upon your request. You need it. Tune in every week then, my friends, to Tomorrow's World Program. On this program, you will gain precious insights and information available nowhere else. Richard Ames and I will give you understanding of current events and of the exciting prophecies of tomorrow's world. They're beginning to happen now. We also invite you to join our fellow presenters, Wallace Smith and Rod King. They will give you special perspective and insight on vital biblical topics. So be sure to join us again next week right here at this same time. See you right here next week. To receive this program's offer absolutely free, or if you would like more information, visit our website online at tomorrowsworld.org. Once again, that's tomorrowsworld.org. Or you can write us at the address shown. 
To view today's program, order the free literature offered, or for more information on today's vital subject, visit us online at www.tomorrowsworld.org. The preceding program is produced by the Living Church of God.